This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, Innovations in Enrollment Management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com. So folks, welcome to the call. Uh, Shane Sparks here with my uh, business partner, Greg Mickeljohn from Enrollment Resources. Uh, Today, as Greg said, we're going to be talking about social media and try to make some sense of it over the next uh, 30 minutes or so. Um, Just a housekeeping matter. Uh, We've muted everybody, uh, so you should be able to hear us. Uh, Hopefully that will remove all the background noise. At the end of the call, we'll open it up for a Q&A, so if you have any questions, uh, please just save them to the end of the talk, and then we'll have an open forum and, and uh, just uh, discuss whatever is, uh, everyone's interested in discussing. Dis- discussing. And, we're, and we're recording this call, so it will be made available uh, on our website at some point soon. Okay. Uh, Greg, my friend, you've been doing a lot of uh, digging into social media and have uh, helped us kind of sh- come to a position on how to use it, what it does, how it helps, how it hurts. And so I'm going to lean on you today a lot to, to kind of take us through some stuff. The, the first question I'd have for you is, like, how does this play into, or what is the power dynamic between buyers and sellers in education anyway? Because it seems to me social media speaks to that. It's a great question. Um, So in this talk today, Shane, we're going to um, look at at, uh, social media, not from a tactical perspective, but from a strategic perspective. And, And so let's just go back a ways and say 10 plus years ago, uh, Prospective students, they generally found schools through traditional media, uh, education fairs, referrals. And the students, if you can imagine, uh, folks, they'd come to the school feeling vulnerable um, with very little knowledge, um, and they were shepherded through the process by the SAGE admissions reps and registrars and what have you. And so that's changed to a degree in the last 10 years where internet lead portals and, and their partners, um, the lead aggregators got involved in the industry. And so it, most of the, um, the, the interest that's generated was through the internet. And, and, and the admissions reps, they, they had to shift from being somebody who waited for someone to come in the door to somebody who would smile and dial, kind of a an outbound, reaching out kind of a person. A very different dynamic. However, there was still this interplay of vulnerability. The power ultimately sat with the rep. Now, schools are now attempting to harness social media, uh, such as Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, what have you, to use as a direct response lead generator, and it's really problematic Okay, so explain that. What, why is it problematic? Why can't we expect to generate leads from Facebook and well, like it, actually, just before I ask that question, I, I want to clarify what's social media because it's it's like it's made out to be this big like nebulous cloud, right? Social media, ooh, you know, it needs to be feared and respected. So well, I think you're right, Shane. 
yeah, I think it is a, a nebulous cloud, and there are there's all kinds of interplay. Um, it can go from the ones that everybody knows about, such as Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, to um, like I booked a vacation recently, and I I leaned uh, heavily on um, reviews in terms of the hotels, and the I, I barely looked at the advertising. I looked at the reviews. That's an example of social media. So oh, it can be very. So, uh, sorry, go ahead. So just so yeah. So so for the sake of this talk, then we're 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 going to define it not only as like a platform. So Facebook would be an example of a platform, or Twitter, or LinkedIn, or um, probably YouTube would be the big four, but also as a uh, uh, as a. Um, Gosh, I don't even know what it's a tactic within other sites that would, you know, allow uh, users to review things or share their stories, good and bad, on on various product services. Yeah, it is a it's a it's a nebulous cloud. And what's interesting, Shane, is that there's so much in the way of new innovation around social media, and and intertwining with um, mobile phone apps and other. Um, structures or, or disciplines in, in the internet it's it's very dynamic but there are some underpinnings around social media that really people need to be very much aware of I think what I'd like to do is just kind of give people a background uh, around how advertising works you and I sure. have actually sp- spoken about um, there are two types of advertising there's interruption advertising and then there's search advertising so well, you know, you've been nice enough to ask me questions and stuff, but you have great expertise in this. Why don't you explain to folks the difference between interruption advertising and search advertising? Sure. Uh, interruption advertising would be like a TV spot or a, pr- a print ad or on, on Facebook, the little ads up in the right-hand corner, where it's really trying to distract you from the thing you're currently doing to get you to pay attention to the advertisement. That's So it's interrupting your flow. Um, okay. Search advertising or, or, or uh, would be more kindred to like the classified section in the newspaper or Google, uh, Bing, Yahoo Search, where someone's seeking out, specifically seeking something out, and we're just trying to position ourselves to be found. So I'm looking for a plumber. I'm looking for, uh, you know, a hairdresser. I'm looking for a massage school. The major, the, the, this important difference because obviously the people that are seeking out a business such as yours are way better prospects, and you're much more likely to succeed with them than you are trying to interrupt somebody and hope that they're interested in what you have to offer. Okay, so that's a good underpinning in, in, for this conversation. So, and I guess there's now an, an evolution of a kind of a hybrid. For instance, um, yellowpages.com. You go and you search for a business, and then you find the business, and then there are actual peer, uh, peer reviews within each of those businesses. So there's a, uh, a blend of search marketing and social media, and some of these things are starting to be combined. I think in general terms, though, social media... Um, it's very, very weak in terms of generating leads because it's interruption advertising. Right. 
Yes, well, that's exactly it. So the the big thing that most people are trying to wanting to do is, you know, how do I generate more leads? Right. That's the the usually where the conversation goes. Right. Mm-hmm. And hey, how do I use Facebook to generate leads? How do I use Twitter to generate leads? And and so, Greg, what I'm hearing you saying is that you can't. It's not a very good tactic for that. Yeah, you're on Sunday night, you're on Facebook, you're feeling a little lonely, nothing's on TV, you go, you're looking at pictures of your friend's cat, all of a sudden, magically, on the right side, advertising, advertisements for cats come up, and you go, oh, and you get interrupted, and you you go and you plunk on that uh, um, that cat ad, and it it in some uneven fashion it it'll take you through a real interesting uh, persuasion process for buying a cat or it'll take you through some horrendous manipulative nasty thing that so you, you, it's all about interruption and then you're kind of in a vulnerable spot thereafter so okay to, so 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 due to the interruption nature of it it's really you, so anyone on the call who has great hopes that this is going to generate leads for them, you're probably uh, out of luck on that one. Yeah, no, so it does why, just, go ahead, sorry. Oh, oh, no, I'm going to say, so what, if it doesn't generate leads, what does it do? Well, social media is a fantastic uh, subset of the tools used to, for public relations and for building a brand. And... So you go and uh, you want to build the, the the consumer insurance around your school, then part of the, the the main tactic you use to do that is public relations. Social media is a powerful subset of PR. Um, so you raise your profile, and then the byproduct of the business that generates from that is through um, socially redeemed referrals. And people who will go out and, and shout out about a um, a certain product or an offering, and so it's and, and PR um, branding it's it's great stuff. Except you don't want to be spending expensive advertising dollars doing that. You want to use um, public relations as your tactic. But there's a real underlying issue here, which really creates a vulnerability, and that is. There's an old adage, um, advertising you pay, PR you pray, and and social media per se is not an evil thing in any way, but what it is is really if you use social media, you have no control. Uh, you have very little control, and you have to be super, super careful when using social media as a PR tactic. So you you pray your social media efforts do not wipe you out in the school of public opinion. Um, Really, Shane, social media is it's a a leveler. It's really fantastic in that social media is now created an ability to empower consumers, uh, whereas there's always tended to be an imbalance between the salesperson and the consumer. The salesperson holding all the information and holding the product. Uh, through peer review dr- driven from social media, y- your y- consumers are empowered. Consumers have the power now. Can you 
give us some examples of this because I, I like I get what you're saying, but I think having some concrete. Um, Concrete examples would help sort of solidify that point. Okay. Marketers used to have total control, and they would set up their catch points and their phone numbers and their their uh, their sign-up forms and their education booths and whatnot. But this is how a typical prospective student will go and and consider going to school. So allow me just to go in and lay out a few typical things that they might do. So the first thing they might do is they'll, they'll sign up for some free reports on websites, uh, drilling down and researching and looking at different career paths. There's thousands of these kinds of, of sites, in, including, of course, those set up by schools and Internet portals. Then they go to research career demand, wage expectations, employment trends on various government websites. So if there's no future for the the given career they find out and now of course department of education of forcing schools to put uh job prospects plainly onto websites then they might jump onto amazon and look for peer reviewed um uh book reviews on various uh career paths and what color is your parachute and now has a whole peer review part to its books and online and whatnot then the prospect might explore alternate le- learning modes. So blended learning, um, they might look at MOOCs, uh, they might look at do-it-yourself education, um, they might look at Coursera. And if that happens, if you're trying to persuade somebody to come to your school, they have gone off on a completely different tangent at looking at a, a whole different learning style. Then they'll go on to Facebook and they'll ask their Facebook pals, hey, what do you think of this school? And if they get no response, that's a bad sign. If they get a flame about your school, then that's really bad. It means you're, you're done. And then they might go on to like Yelp or rate my professor, rate my prof, or they might go to glassdoor.com and start looking at the school in terms of who works there, the quality of the professors, or the employers ha- employees happy. And then the real kicker, and this is the real kicker, is they go onto LinkedIn and they go onto these job boards and others and start asking about schools. And if they get no response from employers, um, then boy, oh boy, that's a real bad sign. Finally, there are complaint sites that are going up. For instance, such a small percentage of law students can find jobs in their professions now. There are all these websites sprouting up all over the place trying to convince prospective students not to go and get a law degree. All social media, um, threads everywhere. So this is what somebody has access to on a Sunday night while they're sipping their latte and they can totally deselect your school if you come up poorly on any one of these tactics. Sorry, Shane, I was kind of hogging the oh, call no, a bit there. No, that, that's great. Uh, and, you know, if we look at it, like marketing ultimately is an exercise in empathy and, and working backwards, Right. If I were a prospect, what would I do? What do prospects do? How do people? Why do people do what they do? How do they come to make decisions that they make, et cetera, et cetera? So what really you just described is, you know, 
I'm a person who's got some angst about my life. I have a desire to uh, change it in some way. Either I really have an avocation towards a certain career path, like I really want to be a graphic designer, I really want to be a massage therapist, or it's more broad, hey, I really just want to get into something that's got a future. Regardless of where they're coming from, Greg, what you just described is they start to hunt around for answers. And whereas our our industry is largely built around us controlling the information and then using that as a, as a way to get them in the door so that we can effectively promote, what you're describing is is something that circumvents that. It does. It circumvents the whole... Um this whole massive marketing structure of top-down manipulative marketing techniques and advertising puffery and and uh, well, well, even just let, you know, like you're characterizing it in a negative way. I, I might even just say even fine tactics. You know, like whether it's whether it could be a perfectly good ad, but it's just it's circumvented through the uh, free availability of abundant information. Well, sure, but let me challenge you on that. It could be if it's a good ad, then that means a definition of a good ad is that it's a persuasive, informative ad that lines lines up with a really good offering. If it's a a really good ad that's really well written that lines up with what is in fact a mediocre or a dishonest offering, then unlike in years past, social media will quickly uncover that and slap that advertiser in the face. Okay, interesting. So now I know where you're going with this. It's this is social media is not really is not a, a marketing tactic at all. Like no. what you're just describing, it is it's simply a, a mirror that reflects the, the relative strength or weakness of what you offer. Yeah, and so if you look at marketing from a broad philosophical base. The four P's of marketing, we've all learned about that in business school. Um, the, the, the most important P is product. And, and social media is simply a mirror of the quality of a product, if you want to look at it in broad strategic terms. So, sure, functionally, you can hire a social media consultant to go plunk up a Facebook page, do this, that, the other. You can, you know, there's little um, social media strategies where you can place articles uh, with your school indexed heavily and crowd out complaints to the second page because, hey, only 6% of people will search on the second page. And you can use Google Alerts to flag for complaints and stuff like that. But really, Shane, that's just a patch on a festering sore. And so social media is really a reflection of what you're offering. Yikes. So, okay, that's uh, good and bad. So everyone on the call, here's while we're talking, let's do a, do a little thing. Go into, the, go into your browser, type in your school name, uh, put, you know, your school plus review and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. And so what, what Greg has just described, you will now find sites that are, you know, if you've had any amount of students that are probably review sites of people saying good and bad things about your school, if they're you can also do this, the, the same exercise, Shane, on your competi- on their folks, uh, their competitors too. 
Sure, absolutely, on your competitors. <laughs> but for for the sake, because what Greg, what you're saying is that okay, social media is is the, this example. The people writing reviews, social media, their reviews are a reflection of their happiness or dissatisfaction with you. And if there's predominantly dissatisfaction, then that is a reflection of your programs, either your delivery, the programs you offer, your um, relative strength or weakness with the employers, etc. If they're saying good things, then that is, hey, that's an endorsement. And you better bet that uh, your prospective students are typing in your school name and review and getting the scoop on you. Yeah, I think that's the key point to this conversation today, Shane, is that what people need to do is is really wrap their head around the typical or a, a developing user experience and um and you better plan for it because and so it really gets down to um you know what you and I have talked about for a long time and that's uh, the pr- problem within the education industry is that there's um, a lack of courage around uh, product leadership, and and there's there's no you can't bury mediocrity anymore in terms of your offering, and you can't make your prospective student for the public schools that are listening, you can't make people work their ass off um, just to go and give you the, their money, and so the alternative. To great is uh, is out of business, so you either have to be great, or you're you're going to be out of business. There's no room for mediocrity, so people have to. That's a harsh statement. What is a harsh statement? And and it's it's kind of sucky, but I think true. The 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 like okay. what we're really saying in this talk is social media isn't a tactic. It's And anyone that's coming to pitch you like, hey, I'll be your social media guru, I'm going to do this and that and the next thing, it's BS because that's not really solving the core problem. Um, the core problem is simply this is just a means of communicating your reputation. And your reputation comes from the 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 strength, the empl- like your strength with employers, Am I going to get my grads jobs? Your strengths with your graduates, do they have a good experience? Do they get a job? Your your uh, strengths with your current student and your strengths with your current students, are they having a good experience? Are they learning? Are they being challenged? Are they being taught in an effective way? Curriculum that's relevant to what their desires are. Yeah, so rather than, than going and dumping on the haters who write about your school or the industry or whatever, it's time to be accountable and just say, all right, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know. And as we were chatting about this earlier, you said, uh, Shane, an interesting comment, and that is, if you have no friends, it's probably them, (laughs) you know. And um, so really, folks, it's time to look and banish mediocrity in any way, shape, or form. It's sucky to say this, but, you know, we have, Shane and I have to have the courage to be sucky in order to help you pursue the truth. And and so social media 
it can wipe you out. In other words, to, to put a, a kind of a cap on it, nothing nothing can destroy a crappy business like a great social media campaign. Mm-hmm. Can I, I'd like to read a quote from, and I hope Ray's on the call. One of our clients, uh, Ray, uh, who does they do a great job on. Um, Social media is a school called Oregon Culinary Institute, and we had invited Ray out, and he'd emailed me and said, "You know, I'm not sure if I can make it, but here's my two cents." And I thought he he nailed it. So, Gray, I'm just going to read the read this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we manage social media very effectively. The primary requirement is you must have satisfied customers. We've got a 99.6% student grad satisfaction rate. And then parentheses, schools that behave badly or try to make Facebook a part of their admissions game are asking for trouble. So we rarely have a complaint or a negative comment. And when we do, the community takes care of it for us. Social media, in other words, must be robust with content and interesting news. It's not a lead-generating tool. It happens organically as your community grows. It's disingenuous to assume otherwise. And then uh, they have uh, thousands and thousands of followers and just tons and tons of fans. Anyway, and I thought he nailed it, so I wanted to share that because this is a person that's doing a great job of it. They have a culture that is very, very student-centric. And, you know, as, as marketers, we often get pushback because the tactics we want to use don't match with their culture, which is great. Now, here's the flip side for Oregon Culinary Institute. And by the way, folks, if you have kids that want to become a chef, you got to go there. It's the best. So the point being is that if you can create that environment as they have there, the referrals will just come bubbling out from everywhere, from graduates, from existing students, and most importantly, from employers and um, prospective employers. And what we know about um, referrals is they, con- they convert, admissions-wise, between 35 and 50%, which has a tremendous harmonizing effect on marketing budgets. And that is the outcome of social media, if you want to sort of monetize that in terms of your business plan. Great social media campaign will create fantastic uh, referral flow. Mm-hmm. And I, I think okay, so. You know, that's probably the good way to cap the talk, eh, Shane? Yeah, I, I have one last thought. I just I, I, we got three minutes, and I, I do want to respect your time. We haven't talked about content. What do you put in it? How do you you know? What do you say on Facebook to get people to enroll? What do you What do you tweet on Twitter to you know get people to inquire? And the real answer is you can't. It does, it's not designed to do that. All you can do is be is have a perspective, be genuine, be interesting, and then share the interesting things that you're doing, and the wonderful ways that you're supporting your students and your graduates and the employers. Communicate your excellence, by, but start by being excellent, and then the content takes care of itself. So really, Shane, what you're talking about is uh, folks having the courage to be selfless. Well, I, I think, yeah, yeah, and the the courage to have an exceptional business. Okay, Which, well, on that note, 
folks, this you you thought this was going to be a little talk on tactics and whatnot, and there's a total head fake in this talk, and we really move this around the qual- uh, product quality, which is um, so. We hope we haven't disappointed you, and conversely, we hope you've landed on a, a shift, a context shift, or a change of insight. Um, Shane, are we going to give away a, a little uh, gift yeah. to our? Sure, let's give away um uh what should we give away? Let's give away a free website review. Oh, that's a great How's idea. That? Okay. Sure. So we'll we'll help identify ways that you're um underperforming on your website. Free of charge. We'll give it away to the first uh five people that text Greg because I'm going away tomorrow. Uh and they text Greg at Good pen, two five zero eight 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 seven one one one. Two five zero eight 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 seven one one one. And first five people, and we'll help you uh, find ways to increase the performance of your website, both for marketing, for you know social media, for engagement, and help help you turn that into a real. Um, marketing asset in your business. You know, folks, Shane is, is uh, sometimes I just want to smack him. You know, he's leaving, he's going away tomorrow, and I have to leave the following day. So, you know, I um, I joyfully will go and uh, engage all you guys. But, you know, I'm going away too, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For, for the folks that have to go, we're right at 11.30. Boy, thanks so much for your time. If uh, We're going to open up the call to questions, so if you have a question or a comment, please, uh, we'd welcome it. Oh, it's just... Oh. Good job uh, there, you, Shane. Yeah, sorry. How do you okay, um, so, open up the phone? Can you do that? So, folks, uh, what you do is you can just press star six, and you can unmute yourself. Just press star six on your phone. And hey, Shane. There we go. Oh, hey. Shane, Greg, this is Matt from Valley College. Hey, hey. Matt. How's it going? Good, good. Hey, I wanted to ask, uh, this question is mainly for Greg. Um, uh, when you were doing your research, uh, you know, getting prepared for this call, did you see any breakdowns anywhere um, that really factored in the type of school Um you know, we broke it up depending on the type of school, whether it be a career school, whether it be a um, traditional brick-and-mortar school, whether it be an online school, or is it just is it pretty much across the board from what you found, like when it comes to social media? Because I've seen, you know, I've worked at a couple of different ones, and I've, I've seen different ways that Facebook's used or, or just social media in general. I was just wondering if you saw anything in your research. Well, generally, the uh, thanks for the question. The good question. Generally, the the is is factored around proprietary schools, uh, whether it it could be a degree granting school or a career school. In that, uh, proprietary schools have been taking a a little bit of an unfair PR hit, in my opinion. But maybe not. Like where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And and so the. The problem with the the not for profit side is that they are so, um, and this is a personal comment now, so forgive me. Uh, pathetically benign in terms of customer service, so terrified of 
trying to to be interesting or to drive value um that it's just like oatmeal just sitting there doing nothing not helping not hurting and really not adding any value to any social discourse so the answer is this is this research is skewed towards the proprietary school industry do you have any thoughts or uh, no, I think I answered that. I agree with you. All right, Matt. Anything? Any yeah. comments, sir? I just well, I had one. Uh, this is not a question. This is more of a comment, and then I'm I'm all finished up. But I just wanted to. I, mean, I, I have also, when it comes to the reviews and and things like that, um, want to make a comment. I think a lot of it depends on the size of the school as well. Um, I mean, I've worked for for large institutions, online institutions. Uh, some of them the largest in the in the world, and. They actually have review boards everywhere that are very negative. In fact, their own page is dedicated to how bad the pl- certain place is, and yet they still still enroll thousands of students a month. And so I, I think it, you know they have the budget to be able to still market. But so I think that I think that your comment earlier about how your product is what really matters really factors more and weighs more heavily on smaller to mid-sized schools than it does these large online institutions or something like that. Well, okay, Matt, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. Yeah, I, I, I would maybe just say for now, because if you look at the stock prices of these huge, of the public, let's say the publicly traded schools, yeah, they're all getting yeah. their butts kicked right now. There's they, stock prices right, are. in the toilet. And if you look at, like, Apollo's closed, what, 100 learning centers, um, yeah. you know, you know uh, they're suffering, their their businesses are they're retracting. I think... I don't think you can attribute that totally to social media, but it is, I think, more than coincidental that as the, um, I don't know, sophistication of the Internet has emerged, that at the same time these the, these businesses have started to suffer, and many, many some, some of which have product quality issues. Correct. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I've, I've noticed the same thing. Um, yeah. So, yes, I do with that. But yeah, you're right. Like when you're big, you're a target inevitably, right? And so, and, and, you know, and somebody is always going to be unhappy. So that you can't you can't mitigate against that. But like the, the quote I read you from Ray and his outfit, you know, they have occasionally have unhappy people, but then the community rallies together and really nullifies it because they have far more happy people. Sure, and that, that goes sense. back to the, the, the problem with the reviews and, and things like that, that that can really hurt you is that, you know, there's no limit to the amount of reviews that one person can create. And so one unhappy student or one unhappy customer can sit at home and write, you know, reviews under different names, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. You get one, yeah, you make one enemy and they can cause all manner of grief for you. Totally. And, and here's the other thing, you guys, is that um, it's, uh, and I'm going to use this term, but it's, well, I'll just say it's a, it's like a venereal disease that will never, ever go away. Once the uh, that complaint is archived on the Internet, extremely tough to go and extract it out. And so if you get a number of these things, they start to accumulate an archive, and then the search engines start responding to the momentum, which in turn creates a, a bigger profile for these complaints. Yes. They never leave. 
Sorry, well, that's it. Thanks, guys, for the, for, for the comments and answering my questions. Yeah, yeah, but thanks for coming on the call. No. Uh, do we have any other questions? No. Well, I think we're I, good. We'll wrap if you have up, any folks. final questions, folks, just press star six and uh, come on the call. But I think we might be done, Shane. Great. Okay, folks, thanks so much. I do have a question. Oh, wait. Oh. We, we have a human. Yeah. <laughs> so we are a very small school. We're five years old. And um, how, do you, how do you get into this so that you just, um, boy, how do, can we have a consultation with your group or a little bit more detail about everything you've said? Certainly. How do we do that? How would I do that? Well, what the best thing to do would be uh, to <laughs> phone or email and set up a time. And there's a nice fellow, gentleman named Paul Bertarelli in our office who is our organizer of these things. And Paul will schedule time with you to chat with either Greg or I. And then okay, we'll do our very, very best to help you. Okay, now you mentioned the Oregon Culinary Institute. They are very hmm. successful and they have a 98%, you know, um, everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves them, including us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so is there is there a way to contact them to find out what they're doing and and do you have some contact information for them? Well, I, yeah, I don't want to give that out, um, but but over the conference call. Uh, but what you could do is, if you called their office, I'd be um, willing to make an inquiry on your behalf to see if they'd okay. be willing to chat. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, this is scary. I didn't realize social media could be so powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's getting more powerful. Yeah. Cool. So, are are the phone? You should have our phone number on. Well, it's on the website and in the in the um, notifications you should have got for this webinar. But it's enrollmentresources.com. Okay. If you need to find it. All right. I will call you in a few minutes. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank uh, you, I folks. Bye bye. Oh, oh great. another Sorry. question. Um, so I agree that social media is a mirror of the product, but I was curious if you thought it seems like you were neglecting almost the degree of control you have over that reflection. Obviously, there's sources other than your own social media where people can find out about you, and you have no control over that. But in your own social media, it seems like you have a lot of control over that product and that it can be hugely important to monitor it and make sure that it is top-notch every day because it's not just something you put out there and then people see and evaluate on. You actively engage people through it and have this opportunity to really bring them in and convey a message to them. So I was wondering yeah. what you thought about that. That's a great yeah, point. No, you, it, it is. It's a really great point, and you're right. We we did gloss over that part in this uh, talk. Um, I, I, yes, and um, as we see it, the the real like the. I'm just trying to articulate. It. I'm trying to click click my thought. I'll take it. I'll take a crack yeah, at it. Yeah, you take a shot. And let me get my thought straight, and then I'll go. Yep. The nature of if you're trying to do kitty by the door with social media, 
it kind of flies in the face of the core philosophy of social media in the first place. And and so if you have a, a situation where somebody has to be looking at Facebook and LinkedIn pages and 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 sort of scanning for adverse stuff on an hourly basis and they're having to create, you know, nudging strategies to push complaints to the second page and da 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 then that's really effective as a defensive strategy against controlling social media opinion around a mediocre offering. And so you're you're totally dead on, except ideally where you want to move is you want to move to a strategic platform where you want to actually eliminate the need for negative commentary in the first place by having a world-class, exceptional offering. Well, of course. Um, but I'm thinking more like if someone makes a negative comment on your Facebook, you have the opportunity to, to delete it, but you also have the opportunity to respond. And if you have a well-reasoned response to that, then people visiting your Facebook will see the negative comment, but they'll also see that you addressed it and see. And if you made your points well and articulated yourself, and then you could, that can be... So huge in uh, yeah, that, well, you're, you're, the damage you're, of that comment. Absolutely, and that, it doesn't have enough. to be so manipulative about. Let's push the bad stuff to the side so that people don't see it. You can put it out in the front and say, "Here's." I mean, you don't want to, but if it's there and they're going to see it, then you can go in and do something about that. Well, the challenge that you have is you're absolutely right. You can respond in a reasoned fashion. You can delete. You you can. There are a number of sort of micro tasks that you can undertake to control a Facebook page or your Twitter account. But I guess what our concern is, and it's kind of an emerging trend, and that is, is that the social media is spilling out into so many forums. Um, for instance. Um, Google Places now, in terms of organic search, have a spot for up to five reviews. And to go in to meet those review points, if there's the complaints, then that's a whole other process. And, And I guess the point that Shane and I were really trying to get to is that, yes, you can control your Facebook page and and other things, but it's starting to proliferate, like way outside of what we can control. It's getting unwieldy, I guess is the term. And I don't know, I don't have a solution on how to, like your, your point around engaging in that is really a good point, but how does one do that when it starts to get unwieldy? And it, Oh, totally. I mean, you can only yeah. address it to a certain, if you're, I mean, some schools are absolutely too big where they can't do that. Um, and, like and the review, guys, well, like and, huge and, and, schools, and they just have that out there and there's not, so much you can do about it. Well, and and just to, to me to jump in, and Greg kind of hit my point, but it's like providers of marketing services try to bundle things up to sell them, right? I want to sell this service to you, and so hey, social media management, you know, we'll do that for you. We'll do all your social media and your blah, and it gets pitched as a product, right? Which implies that it can be productized. And, and it also implies that, you know, if you exert control and manipulation on something, you can, you can overcome the negative 
and and it's just simply not true. Well, and the negative ultimately that, comes from. Well, the negative ultimately comes from product, right? You can, you can, um, you can like put a finger in the dam. Like if you've got, if you're selling a program that the employment outcomes are lousy, uh, the teachers aren't very good, and it's kind of a bad deal, right? Yeah. And people, people bitch. Yeah, you look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> but the, and, I think and the I'll tell you, we've been that. Um... If you if they come, I think the product that is pitched with social media is filling a void, and then on top of that, being creating positive feedback or positive image. Because if you have no social media, then there's only the bad reviews. So you want to get someone in, and they're going to say, "Okay, we'll manage your social media." So now you have a social media. So that's already a plus point to people looking at you. Now, you don't want to be on every platform because certain platforms aren't relevant, but you want to have, I mean, do, what, do whatever is relevant, and then people look and they say, okay, they have a social media, so that's a plus point. And then if the social media is good, then it's a counteracting point to the negative reviews that already exist because on the social media, you control what's on there, so you... If you uh, have the product, yeah. get the good reviews and get the good employers and the graduates going on and saying, "Oh, I had such a good time." Yeah, it's an it's an opportunity to tell. Yeah. Well, yeah, allow me to jump in on this, Shane. I think when you talk about good social media, I think what you're really referring to there is contrived social media. No, I'm I'm talking about your. It looks good. It's aesthetically appealing to someone. They see that it's regular, that you're engaging your audience daily, and so that's a pl- that's good. And then mm-hmm. I think the last thing is that it's positive content that doesn't come from you. So good, like you were saying, like good employer reviews or graduates on there on the page saying nice things, students going there now saying good things about your school. I think that's really yeah. where it comes from, not from any contrived like let's jam this message through, let me just post stuff about this. and I think let's, more not, uh, let's not ask employers to post on our site on our behalf. And you don't want to be doing that either, right? No, not, not asking them. Just if people, well, via their social I media, I've, I mean, I run one, and every once in a while an employer comments on a picture or writes on the wall yeah. and says something good about a graduate or something Well, like well let me just, allow me just to jump in, Shane. I think you're making a point about how, how to really um, get those deck chairs on the Titanic looking really good. The, the point being is that the, the things have proliferated so far beyond Facebook. Um, and, I, and I think if you're running a, a platform, you really want to look at your strategy in such a way that it, it's it's like herding wild cats, and you want to start asking yourself that question. That's the question that you really want to be asking yourself. Shane, I'm sorry I jumped in there. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That, that's it's good. Uh, well, yeah, that, but, hey, appreciate the comments. Yes, and appreciate does, the does thank, that you ch- thank you. I appreciate it. Did that yeah, yeah. say you? You happy? Yeah. Um, good. I mean, good. Okay. Call us any time if you want to comment some more. That's, uh, thanks for your questions. They were great. Great. Thank you.
any other questions uh, while we're on the phone still, folks? Shane, I think that's it for today, my friend. Great. Well, thanks again, everybody, and uh, happy travels. Happy trails. Happy trails.